Welcome. Welcome. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back, everyone. Mm-hmm. And welcome to our guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself, our guest today? Hello. <laughs> My name is Christina. I work in reader services mm-hmm. with Polly and Adam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Christina is the newest of our crew, mm-hmm. but has been here a while, which is nice. We have a pretty long-lived crew. Long-lived? Long Never lived, know. Long-lived. All right. <laughs> that makes me slightly nervous. <laughs> Never They're know. long-lived, everyone. It's fine here. We have fun. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So, yeah. Christina, you've been here how long now? A year and uh, a half? I guess, um, I want to say almost 1. 1.5. 1.5. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm in here 1.5. I think my one year anniversary was like April or something. Yeah. So, yeah. So, 1.5. Okay. Woo. So, Christina is a member of the book squad, uh-huh. as she said, and uh, is with us today because today we're going to talk about spooky season. Yep. And there's nobody spookier <laughs> than this person sitting right here and mm-hmm. me the spooky one yeah <laughs> tell, tell us a little bit about your spooky background please um uh well gosh i never even heard it addressed that way your spooky background <laughs> your spooky background i'd like to hear your, your spooky origin story um, please <laughs> yeah well i've loved spooky things ever since i was a wee babe not really at least a kiddo and I loved spooky books, um, goosebumps, mm-hmm. um, TV shows like Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. And yes, I wasn't I allowed to read or watch those things. So it oh. kind of turned me into a spooky freak. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now I just eat, sleep, breathe spooky. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. So uh, your house is always Decorated for Halloween, correct? It's Halloween all year round in my house, whether or not my husband likes it or not. (laughs) He's just like, I'm really glad you're not a Christmas fanatic or it wouldn't work. Yeah. So. That's actually, you picked the right holiday to be bananas about. (laughs) But I've got all my little like creepy baby doll heads and jack-o'-lanterns and skulls Mm -hmm. all around the house. No fake spiders though, because now- Fake spiders are ironic. I've got too many real spiders <laughs> in my house Ooh, to deal with. So. Yeah. Okay. So, and then um, you also have a popular Instagram gig. Can you tell us a little bit about I that? I do. Yeah. So on Instagram, or we call it Bookstagram, but I've got an account called The Wandering Reader. And it didn't start out as a spooky Instagram. It started out as just like a book lover's account, but I got really into the like scary book community Mm -hmm. because it was a genre I loved reading anyway. And so I just started posting um, all the scary books I love to read. And people were like, oh my gosh, we love those scary books too. And it became this whole thing. So now every day (laughs) when I get home from work, which, you know, is another bookish life, I go home (laughs) and I prepare bookish content for scary bookish people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's a it's a fantastic follow. So it's a lot of fun. You should definitely follow mm-hmm. um the wondering reader because yeah. it's really cool. You come up with like <laughs> such amazing things and you do such Thank a good you. job. Um and you know, and then we're lucky 
And you library patrons are lucky beneficiaries of all this knowledge because now we have someone on staff who is an absolute expert at horror. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to talk about that in a little while today. But um, first we're going to get to our regularly scheduled content. Mm -hmm. First up being Holds List Honeys. Yeah. Which is a little something we do every episode. So... um, I'm I'm on the list first right now, so I will I'll go ahead and go first. Okay, since I'm on here first, um, and I can't go out of order. <laughs> it's written down. That's so it's funny. real. Um, okay, so the book that I am excited for. Well, I was excited for two books, but I narrowed it down to one. So is Hester by Laura Lico Lico Albanese. I'm not sure about the the middle name. Sorry about that. So it is a um, sort of a reimagining of the Scarlet Letter. Ooh. So, <clears throat> and um, told by the woman who are, are it is focuses on the woman who was the inspiration for Hester. So, mm-hmm. oh, um, wow. it's uh, a woman who um, comes to America comes across like I think Scotland they come from Scotland I think her name is Isabel if I'm remembering correctly um her and her husband come from Scotland uh, they're penniless they're running from his debts he's kind of a ne'er-do-well and then when they get here to America he just up and leaves and so here she is uh she's a seamstress and has some you know, other things going on and meets Nathaniel Hawthorne and they are drawn to each other and she becomes the inspiration for this. So interesting. Yeah. Apparently it, um, there's a, a really good examination of what's going on in America at that time. Okay. Um, so there's, you know, there's uh, a look at the Underground Railroad. There's a look at, you know, burgeoning feminism, what's going on. There's a look at the Salem witch trials and Mm -hmm. like the lingering effects of that and what happens to women. So, um, you know, forever I have felt like, why are we reading the Scarlet Letter Mm -hmm. still in high school? Um, I think there are things to be gotten from it, but I'm, but I'm very interested in this hot take uh, and, you know, seeing what this is and wondering if maybe someday this might be a better read yeah. in high schools than um, than Nathaniel's work. Sorry, yeah. Nathaniel. But, um, <laughs> you know, he's been gone for a while. I don't I'm think interested. I live. Yeah, I'm interested in yeah. like mixing up the canon, like bringing yeah. in some new things yeah. with a different perspective. So anywho's, that's uh, that's what I'm interested cool, in. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the book that I have on here, there's not a huge holds list. I think there should be a, a bigger one, especially for this season. But it is The Gathering Dark, an anthology of folk horror. Um, yeah, Christina looks so excited. Um, <laughs> it, I, I don't always do horror. Um, I've talked with Christina a lot about this because I'm just like, Christina, can you recommend me a very specific book that has these elements, but also this, but also not to this. And then also I want this thing. It's a, it's a whole thing. But I've definitely discovered that I super enjoy folk horror. I just love the concept of like someone buying a beautiful country home and being like, I'm going to live out here and just, like, live out my dreams, then also, uh-oh, there are ghosts and maybe <laughs> demons. I love that. I just love uh-huh. that uh-oh. folk horror <laughs> is just, like, a lot of people going into the woods thinking that they're going to have a good time and they don't. 
Um, I'm just into that, I guess. <laughs> but um, I'm really excited for this uh, particular anthology just because um, Christina's always talking about anthologies and how great they are. Love like discovering new authors. Um, and it's a way for me to just enjoy little snippets of stories rather than commit to a, a full novel. Um, and the cover, everyone stop what you're doing right now and <laughs> Google the cover. It is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. So same. I am I'm very, very looking forward to finally getting my hands on this. Yeah. Same for Hester. Check out that cover. Ooh, They're okay. coming up with like some amazing really? covers. Right yeah. Now. Good job. Good job publishing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love to see it. <laughs> All right, Christina, what is your holds list, honey? Uh, the one I'm really excited about came out, I think, either yesterday or the day before yesterday. Okay. And there's only three holds on it so far. I am one of those people. <laughs> so I guess it's good news for me. Uh, but it's Daphne by Josh Mallerman. Um, for anyone unfamiliar with Josh Mallerman, he wrote Bird Box. Mm. Um, he wrote a lot of really good horror novels, but the one I feel people are most familiar with is Bird Box mm-hmm. because of the movie with Sandra Bullock. It's really good, by the way. Um, but Daphne, I think, is about this high school teenager. She plays on the basketball team, and she's in a summer league, and she hears a ghost story about this girl who used to go to her school um, that died years ago. I'm suspecting murder, but it says died. Um, And so if you think about her, she comes to get you. And uh, that has me really excited because (laughs) then her basketball team mates start like getting offed one by one. And I love scenarios where like one person is just <laughs> disappears or is killed one by one. Um, if you are somebody who loves that legend has it trope, mm-hmm. um, which is usually me, um, I think you might enjoy it. It's like small town horror. Mm. Apparently the protagonist also has um, or she suffers from a lot of anxiety and that's going to play a lot into the story. Um, I read a review by Becky Spratford, and she said it was very, like, a very Freddy Krueger-esque type of slasher. Okay. So I was just like, well, I am super hyped (laughs) for this book. So, yeah. Yeah, people ought to get on hold for that. Yeah, (laughs) the the premise reminds me of— I know you said you liked Goosebumps. Did you read mm-hmm. the Fear Street books as well? Not as often. I okay. had to sneak these books into my house. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, well, I was really into the the teen Goosebumps, basically, is what they are, the Fear Street books. And that the premise of that book reminds me of just what would what would happen within Fear yeah. Street. Yeah. So I'm also intrigued. Will I read it? I don't know. I'll read it, it and I'll let spooky. you know. Okay, thank you. you might, I'll be like, you can handle this. This will be good. <laughs> Right on. So, okay, recap mm-hmm. for Holdsless Honeys, um, Hester by Laura Lico, Lico Albanese, The Gathering Dark, an anthology of folk horror, and Daphne by Josh Mallerman. Yeah. Right now, they don't, none of them have a ton of holds on them. Yeah. So. Now's your opportunity. Now's your opportunity. Get in there. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, two book minimum, yep. which again, because we have a special guest today, Woo-hoo. you get a little extra bonus. Mm-hmm. Two book minimum. Um, so these these are books. Um, I'll go first again since I'm first on the list. Um, <laughs> that I uh, 
read recently or okay. I'm in the process of reading. Great. So, you know, don't don't think I've gotten to the end. I hope I never regret that I'm like, guys, <laughs> you should totally read this. And then I get to the end and I'm like, I wish. Show I notes, Polly rescinds her recommendation. <laughs> Please don't read the book. <laughs> I have regrets. So that was a lie. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, but I am currently in uh, reading Untamed mm-hmm. by Glennon Doyle, which I talked about. Didn't I talk about the you mentioned you can do Glennon hard Doyle, things yeah. podcast uh-huh. last time because I was talking about Dear Sugar and yep. blah, blah. So I was inspired to go pick up Untamed mm-hmm. um, and I'm really liking it. It is just a series of, you know, little stories about how she um, untamed herself, you yeah. know, because the premise of of the story is that we've all, by about the age of 10, we have all, like, cut ourselves down and put ourselves in a box and learned mm-hmm. how to be tame uh, yeah. for our culture. It makes me think of the Taylor Swift I was song. literally <laughs> about to reference t- uh, Seven by Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Say it. Do it. Oh, gosh. I always forget what it is. It's, um... Before I, Before I learned civility, civility or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the line is about her like screaming at the top of her mm-hmm. lungs. I'm just like, I can relate. Mm-hmm. Can relate. Love that. So, you know, so Glennon would really like for us to reclaim that <laughs> scream that we had before we learned uh, civility. And and I think um, she they're very – it's like very good just sort of a look into – She's piecing together mm-hmm. how she became tamed, and she's piecing together how she's unlearning that cool. and helping, hoping and helping other people uh, mm-hmm. unlearn that as well. So, uh, and I really like her. I like her a lot. And it's got, like, the origin story of her and her wife, Abby, who it, just it's very goosebumpy. I loved it. <laughs> okay. And so then uh, my next book, which I have not started yet, but I – think it was referenced to me from this and it's been around for a little while mm-hmm. it's got like twenty one thousand like amazon reviews oh my gosh, and okay. it's like a 4.5 All right. plus um which is maybe you should talk to someone by Lori gottlieb um and then oh, what's the subtitle it's like a therapist her therapist and something else <laughs> there, the there, there. um <laughs> but so it's it's her story of um a cri- you know, she's a therapist herself. Mm-hmm. A crisis happens in her life, and she ends up going to her own therapist. I think it's pretty usual that therapists have their own therapist. Um, I'd imagine you'd really need one as yeah. a therapist. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and it's just a, a humorous look at, um, you know, what we do as humans, like how we work to discover who we are, to like wake up to ourselves, um, or the work that we do to really not wake up and mm-hmm. discover ourselves. So just, you know, from the vantage point of a therapist, um, working with folks who are doing that work and mm-hmm. also doing that work herself. And it's just, it's, I've just even read a little bit of it and it's already really funny. It's supposed to all be very funny along with being very poignant and smart yeah. and thoughtful. So, um, that's where I'm at. Cool. Currently doing a lot of navel gazing right now. <laughs> I would like all of you to join me in that. Yeah. Because, you know, last time was Dear Sugar. Yeah. Beautiful things. That's where I'm at. Hey, you're in a mood. That's all right. I'm in a season. <laughs> I'm in a season of me. Yeah. Apparently. 
Um, okay, so I chose books, one that I read a couple months ago, but it's kind of spooky and fun, so I figured it'd be really good to mention it. And another one is just one of my favorite book series of all time. The The third and final book in the trilogy is coming out mid-October, and I'm not emotionally prepared, but you know what? I asked a day off for vacation. It's fine. <laughs> oh, is that what? Yeah, that's why I asked I didn't off a very I didn't specific date. I didn't check the notes. I didn't know. <laughs> you can put that in the notes about why you need to take the day off. Uh-huh. Um, but the the series I'm referring to, it's called The Dreamer Trilogy by Maggie Stiebotter. Um, She is also the author of The Raven Cycle, which is like, they're my favorite books of all time. Mm. Um, Super just like really, really, really important to me and my identity and I just love them. Um, But the Dreamer trilogy follows characters that you're first introduced to in the original series, but it's a little bit more, there's more action to it. It's less like Southern and atmospheric. It's like just kind of spooky and bizarre. A lot of just like, I feel like the Dreamer trilogy really shows the breadth of Maggie Seafodder's imagination. So like they're kind of creepy elements to it, but it feels very autumnal. The the things she focuses on story-wise and just the way she writes, it really benefits you to read them during the fall. Like it just like it feels correct. Like it emotionally feels like fall. Um but yeah, these these are um fantasy books. But they are more urban fantasy. They definitely take place in cities, less like dragons and swords and knights and more um, strange young men uh, (laughs) dreaming things up Mm. and causing chaos. Did I I just – did I blank out when when you said the the name of the first book in the – The – okay, so it's called The Dreamer Trilogy. The first book is called um, Called on the Hawk. Okay. Yeah, I didn't say the title. I just okay. Because yeah. I was like, I'm going to ask this question. I'm about to be real embarrassed. If you were like, <laughs> the first book is called Down the Hawk. And then I'm like, Excuse hey, what's me? the first book? Yeah. I just had a brain fart just then. Yeah. But the first book Shoo. in the trilogy is okay. called Called Down the Hawk. The third one is called Grey Wearing. It's going to come out soon. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be crying a lot. Because um, I love this okay. universe, and this is the last she will write in this universe. But Aww. super, super good. Great for this time of year. Highly, highly, highly recommend. Okay. Um, we'll respect your privacy at this time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate uh-huh. it. Okay. And then the next one is just true, truly one of the best books I've read this year. So fun. So silly. So gruesome um and i can thank christina (laughs) for this book specifically um it's called patricia wants to cuddle by samantha allen i know about it because christina saw it when shelving one day (laughs) and then shelved it on her goodreads and i was like excuse me that's a gorgeous cover i need it um and then i read it like within a week or so and it's a really fun sapphic story about a bachelor type show in the woods and also maybe there's Bigfoot. You'll have to read to find out. But it's technically horror. There's definitely, it starts out more of like a pop culture examination of 
dating shows and reality TV and the strain it puts on people to behave in certain ways and what do you do if you're maybe closeted and you are in a very, very public uh, relationship on TV that looks heteronormative. There's a lot of really, really good discussion on all kinds of identities and what it's like to be marginalized. Um, and then towards the end, it, that's when things start to get a little like, oh, this is horror. Like you weren't, <laughs> this was not mislabeled. This is horror. Mm-hmm. Like it gets pretty, pretty gruesome, pretty yucky. So um, I guess if you're not into um, uh, people being killed in the woods, <laughs> uh, perhaps this isn't the book for you. But <laughs> if you like, you know, cryptids and... Uh, also, The Bachelor. <laughs> that is a, this is the book for you. That is a Venn diagram right there. I, I'm I not can already the, think of yeah. someone who I would be like, oh, I should recommend this book. Listen, I'm not into The Bachelor, but everyone knows by now my extreme adoration of Love Island. So I was just like, okay, I recognize enough tropes in this that I'm like, yes, I'm here for it. So I am I am that Venn diagram. Okay. That Venn diagram is me. I still um, need to read that one, it's actually. It's so good. I keep putting it off. It's so good. I It's so like good I bought up. my own copy. So if you wanted to borrow it sometime, wow. you can. <laughs> we a, have a copy at The Raven. And I'm just like, gosh. do I want to bring this home mm-hmm. today? I don't know. Yeah, it's really good. I, like I, it. I love it a lot. It's really funny. But yeah, it's still just gross the way a good horror should be. Mm. Yes. Oh, man, that's a good line right there. It's gross. <laughs> gross. The way a good horror should be. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. I like it a lot. All okay. Right. I guess it's my turn. It's mm-hmm. your turn. Um, oh, so I have two books that I've been raving about all year, and I recommend them to everybody who comes into the library. Um, and the bookstore, actually. For anyone who doesn't know, I also work at the Raven Bookstore. I was about to say, like, that's something we didn't mention when we were introducing you, is that, like, you have, you're just bookish from the minute you hit the ground running until you go to sleep. Actually, my husband calls it, I'm calling him out because I know he's going to listen to this. He calls it obsession brain because (laughs) when I love something really hard, it's just all I do 24-7 even when I, I listen to audiobooks to go to sleep. So I'm like literally like all day. So, all right. Um, but yeah, the first book that I cannot stop recommending um, is Suffer the Children by Craig DeLuey. Um, it actually takes place near Christmas time. So it's a, it would be a good Christmas horror for anybody that's looking for <laughs> a fun holiday read. Surprise, everybody. Christmas horror is a thing. Yeah, there it's might, a thing. I'm sure there's listeners who are like, oh, Christmas horror is a thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but basically yeah. it is about, um, it's a multiple perspective story. Basically, all the children in the world die. And nobody knows why. Um, and the parents freak out. Uh, there's chaos in the streets. Um, this all happens in, in the States. This happens like the day before Christmas. There's even a scene where one kid is like in line to see Santa. And then like all the kids start dying. It's traumatic. Oh, um, wow. So after all the children have died and the world has mourned them, all the children suddenly come back to life. And everyone's really confused, but the children are changed. They're thirsty for blood, and only blood can keep them alive. Mm. And so parents, in a desperate attempt to keep their children alive, start bleeding themselves to, like, give their children 
blood. And apparently, I think it's like— As you would totally do. As you would totally do. (laughs) And that's kind of the social commentary of it. And I've been telling people that it's literally your children will bleed you dry. Um, And parents are literally threatening other parents being like, well, you only have one child, but I have two. So, you know, I I need more blood. You know, people are bribing people, threatening people to keep their children alive. Hilariously— People who don't have children, like myself, are like, that sucks, man. That really sucks. But then they're also targets because parents are just like, you don't even have any children, so I'm going to take your blood. Mm -hmm. So it gets really uh, dramatic. And it's an interesting, like, spin on, like, a vampire story, I guess. Mm -hmm. So um, if that's your thing, as someone who does not have children, it didn't affect me as much as it might someone else. Mm -hmm. But it's pretty dark. Um, So I highly recommend that. Preferably. <laughs> that's your thing. I, I really wish sometimes that we were a vlog uh-huh. like, so that you could see the face that Christina just made. I know that. It's, like a, it's a, yeah, I always, I know there's like that, a uh, that gr- gr- grimacing emoji, like with the little yes, cringe. <laughs> if you like yeah, the death of little people, cringe. It's like, yeah, it's awful. I'm also used to a different audience, so I'm just like, if. Anyway, <laughs> um, and then the second book that I can't stop recommending is The Troop by Nick Cutter. Everyone I've recommended this book to has come back and been like, I am not okay. I'm traumatized. Uh, someone <laughs> what from, else you got for me? <laughs> yeah, no, pretty much. They were just yeah. like, that was awful. I want more. Um, I Basically, it is about this troop master, scout master, and these Boy Scouts, and they're camping on this island off the coast of... I don't know, northern Canada, somewhere in Canada. And um, this bioengineered threat washes up onto the beach and finds these boys. And this bioengineered threat is contagious. And uh, I will leave it there. Basically, these Boy Scouts cannot leave this island Mm. because the government finds out about it and is like, no, y'all got to stay there now. And... um, does this become like a Lord of the Flies situation? Yeah, it's very, of, it's yeah. very Lord of the okay. Flies. Um, and you get to know all the you know, like young boy characters. There's a little bit of social commentary on like toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and boyhood, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's pretty gruesome. It's also sad because these are children; they are young mm-hmm. boys, and some of the things that happen to them are not pleasant. Uh, trigger warning for uh, animal deaths, animal cruelty, uh, and worms. Ew. If you don't like worms, this is not for you. <laughs> trigger warning for worms. Uh, you will You will not worm sleep. Trigger warning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone needed that actually, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, good to know." Yeah. Um. So yeah, those are the two that I. So I haven't regretted recommending them, but I wouldn't recommend them to just anybody. Yeah. So you have to be like a seasoned horror reader to <laughs> sleep at night after reading <laughs> these. So yeah, that's amazing. Well, in just a second. Uh, we're going to like delve into your brain a little bit mm-hmm. about horror and horror readers yeah. and what horror does for us. But, uh, okay, so just recap, um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle, Maybe You Should Talk to Someone by Lori Gottlieb, uh, the Dreamer Trilogy specifically. Call Down the Hawk is the first book. Call Down the Hawk that I already asked about. <laughs> Promptly <laughs> forgot. Uh, by Maggie Stiefvater, Patricia Wants to Cuddle by Samantha Allen and the weird Venn diagram of who loves that. <laughs> Suffer the Children by Craig DeLuey and The Troop by Nick Cutter. Mm-hmm. 
Christina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do you like <laughs> spooky stuff so much? <laughs> um, I so it's, why do humans like? Yeah. Why do humans so like much. spooky stuff so much? Let's talk about. Um, that. I mean, personally, I do think deep down people like to be scared a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to teach pre-kindergarten. And I would always read them this spooky children's book around October. In fact, mm-hmm. it's almost the anniversary of when I'd read them this book. I get mm. emotional. Anyway, um, but I would read them this book. It's called The Dark by Lemony Snicket for anyone looking for it. I don't know if we have it in the library. Uh, but it's about this little boy who's afraid of the dark. Mm-hmm. And um, all the lights go out and the dark starts calling to this little boy from the basement. And so the little boy follows the voice of the dark into the basement and there's this chest of drawers, and the dark is like, you should open the drawer. And I always pause this story, and I would ask my kiddos, what do you think is in the drawer? And so the kids would be like, spiders, fingers, um, blood, <laughs> um, really gruesome, awful things. Mm-hmm. And then I'd let them get it out, and then I'd finish, and inside the drawer is light bulbs so that he can replace his nightlight. Oh. And some of the kids are just like, really? Man. <laughs> and they, you know, that disappointment of like, I actually kind of was hoping it'd be something scary mm-hmm. is something that I would feel a lot as a kid. And I think, you know, that happens in a lot of us a little bit. I think sometimes we do like that heart racing suspense yeah. just a little bit. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be on my level where I'm just like, I want blood to fly everywhere, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. severed heads and stuff. But I think sometimes, you know, people enjoy a little bit of the suspense the way they enjoy getting on roller coasters yeah. or mm-hmm. or I guess in the opposite. If people Sometimes people enjoy a good cry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cathartic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so. honestly, I remember, I can't remember which psychology class that I took in undergrad, so this was a while ago, um, <laughs> that I remember my my teacher talking about like like us like humans liking soda, like liking mm-hmm. you know carbonated drinks, and mm-hmm. he's like, why even? It hurts. Like it when you drink it, it hurts, and it's kind of unpleasant. Mm-hmm. And why do we do that? And so that was sort of an opener about like. Liking things that— Or even, like, hot sauce. Yes. Mm -hmm. Liking things that kind of hurt us a little Mm -hmm. bit in some way or, you know, elicit something in us Mm -hmm. that isn't entirely pleasant, but also it's something that we really seem to need, like, as a species. Like, we seem to need those sorts of things. I think—okay, so I don't have any psychology studies at all in front of me, so this is just me spitballing. But I would assume that being drawn— to scary things like roller coasters or like, yeah, theme park rides or like haunted houses, horror, scary movies, all that stuff. It like fulfills like a primal feeling inside where like if you are living in a similar situation that we are currently living in where we are deeply, deeply, deeply privileged, but we live a pretty cushy, comfortable life, but like primally... I mean, we had to be afraid for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, there's a lot of anxieties of just living in our modern era. And when you watch a scary movie with, like, a slasher, like, villain who is out to get you and you can only think about survival and that is the main goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is weirdly, like, a super cathartic experience. I've only started watching horror movies 
pretty regularly kind of recently within the past mm-hmm. few months and I'm starting to like understand more the appeal. I think before I was like, oh no, this is like really scary and the endings are usually a lot of the times pretty ambiguous and I'm just like, why would yeah. someone want to watch something that is not only not a happy ending but also kind of like the opposite, like an unhappy ending. Mm-hmm. Like you're, it like, because like so many horror films will end with like, I don't know, like, the haunted house, but then, like, you see something out of the corner of your eye and you're like, oh, there's more to come. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, yeah, right. it's just, I don't know, it, it's like a, a release. It's yeah. like letting out a breath that you've held for a really long time. And you're like, okay, now I can go sleep. Like, no. I'm good, you know? Yeah. Like, so, and, and my understanding is with horror, like, it's not really a true horror unless there is that sort of, it doesn't have a happy ending generally. Like horrors don't wrap um, they, in that way. Some of them do have happy endings. They're just really well. See, it depends on the person. Because <laughs> um, there are like in horror movies, and I guess mm-hmm. in some horror novels too, there are some people label them as like the good for her mm. horror movies. So something mm-hmm. like um, Midsummer. I don't know if either of you have seen I, that. I know. Th- I know the. I the know premise. about it. Yeah, yeah that's even though it's though. technically not a happy ending, the female protagonist, there's a very cathartic ending. I don't want to spoil the movie because it's really good, but it's trippy. Mm. Um, but it involves a cult um, and a really, really crappy boyfriend. Mm, and okay. so in the ending, you're just like, you know, this was weird, mm-hmm. but good for her. Good for her. Um, <laughs> Carrie is a good for her. Yeah. I, yeah. But also, I mean, Carrie, like, that is my like ultimate memory of <laughs> like horror as mm-hmm. a kid yeah. because we watched Carrie uh, I believe I was in elementary school mm-hmm. I believe <laughs> oh, <fun. laughs> um and we watched it at my neighbor across the street's house mm-hmm. and we and it was phoenix so it was like hot the mm-hmm. door was open you know still like and this the end scene yep. where yeah, you know, the, yes, the, the like the house gets sucked back in, and you're like, this isn't, it's done, but mm-hmm. it's not done. Yeah, right. Like, that's gonna live on. The horror's gonna live on. We screamed so <laughs> loud that my mom heard us oh, across no. the street. Oh like, god, when that happened, yeah. and so I think about that a lot because that movie is definitely like one for me. It's sort of like an ultimate horror movie yeah. because it mm-hmm. also, you know, there's. All this psychology of being a high school girl doesn't fit in, Mm -hmm. like with like a really, really upsetting relationship with your sole parent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that is just—I mean, like being a high school girl is just Mm -hmm. just a horror in it of it. Yeah. Well, see, that's also why, especially in in terms of horror as a genre, Carrie is a good example of horror showing the harsh realities of life, but also being like, hey, you can overcome this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people, you know, die in the process. Um, I mean, you know. It's, you know, you might have a little trauma afterwards, yes, but mm-hmm. um, I've been on a carry kick lately anyway, because um, I was on another podcast talking about the book and movie comparisons and mm-hmm. stuff. And there are horror movies like Carrie that have a lot of good social commentary mm-hmm. that call out things like... The positives and harsh negatives of religion, um, bodily autonomy, Mm -hmm. um, being a woman, being an other, um, a lot of things that horror can pull out 
and being like, you know, there are worse things than monsters. Human monsters can be just as terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love getting that out of horror. Mm-hmm. When you, um, what would you say is the like percentage of, if you could even like guess that, of horror that has some kind of social commentary like that. Would oh, you say it's I would say like 90%. Okay. Um, that yeah. was kind of my understanding. And I feel the same way about, I feel the same way about science fiction. Mm-hmm. You know, I think romance is definitely like mm-hmm. heading that way. Yeah. Where a lot of genre does a lot with social commentary in a way that, you know, you're not you're not grabbing that book thinking I'm about to have some social commentary, (laughs) but you're always going to get some. It's always going to make you think. And I like that about, Mm -hmm. I like that about a reading experience where you can like take some layers out of it, you know, and you, you, you can have just the, the horror experience that yeah. you're looking for, yeah. but you can also like peel back some layers yeah. and, and think about some other things. I, I really like the the recent publishing trend where marginalized authors will reclaim stories mm-hmm. or talk about their experience in the most extreme way possible and like making it into horror. Like the the book that I'm I'm thinking of right now, I can't remember the author's name, but Manhunt. Oh, about yeah. just like extreme transphobia basically mm-hmm. the the author is a trans woman and i think the premise is basically that uh i don't know i can't remember quite the whole i know you've read it christine i yeah. haven't so i've just heard specifically a lot of trans folks talk about it and how like mm-hmm. it's been weirdly liberating to to read a, a horror novel that is so just violently transphobic in that the main characters have to fight against transphobia. Right. Yeah. And it just, it yeah, like it's been a weirdly cathartic experience for a lot of marginalized folks I know who've read that book. And I'm seeing that a lot more and more and more within horror. It's not just Stephen King anymore mm-hmm. or the other really big name mm-hmm. famous authors that have been around since like the 80s. It's mm-hmm. like there's a lot more marginalized authors coming at me like, hey, we're going to talk about our experience but in a way that's, like, devastating. Like, Stephen Graham Jones is another good author. Yeah. Where he does a really good job at unpacking, honestly, just, like, social commentary within the realm of, like, brutal slashers. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. really, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm loving seeing this happen because I think it puts to the forefront just, like, yeah, here is commentary about how our society functions and just, like, in the most extreme environments mm-hmm. possible. It's really fascinating. I think yeah. that's why I'm kind of like trying to slowly to, yeah, into get it. more into horror because <laughs> yeah. I, I love mm-hmm. I love that concept. I love that yeah. they're just using horror as a method of talking about how messed up mm-hmm. humans can mm-hmm. be. Yeah. I think that's right. fascinating. In particular, you know, the particular horrors of being marginalized yeah. in, in a in a culture yeah. and, and the very particular ways of being marginalized. Yeah. So yeah. I I mean Christina, I don't I know that you really highlight a lot of those books when yeah. you do. So do you want to talk about some of those that are like really good, you know, things that you would really recommend that folks pick up to sort of get a flavor for what's happening in that? Yeah, in I the guess genre in that way. I guess jumping off of the topic of Carrie, I at BYOBB, I talked about how I just finished uh, Tiffany D. Jackson's newest YA horror, and it is called The Weight of Blood, and it is a reimagining of Carrie, but it's mm. from the perspective of a young black girl 
who's been passing for white. And um, on a rainy day, uh, she gets her hair wet and her straight hair becomes curly. And everyone's mm-hmm. just like, oh, my gosh, we didn't know she was black. Mm-hmm. And so she gets bullied for passing as white. Mm-hmm. She's side-eyed by the black students for also passing as white. And they're mm-hmm. just like, how did we not know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a lot of social commentary on uh, self-identity and being black enough and, mm-hmm. you know, things like self-hate. Um, there's things like police brutality. Uh, in fact, the I think, if I remember correctly, instead of um, in the epic scene of the prom, mm-hmm. um, instead of blood, I think white paint, like, is dropped on oh, her. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. yeah. It's heavy. Uh-huh. Um, and it's heavier than I had expected it to be because um, I read a lot of, like, really, really gruesome, gruesome I read a lot of awful things, y'all. <laughs> like, if it's you, if you can imagine it, I read mm-hmm. it. And so for YA, I think mm-hmm. I just expect it to be more tame. Um, but it was heavy, and it's mm-hmm. it's triggering in some ways, and it's emotional, and um, it's definitely a good for her narrative. Mm-hmm. But um, that is one that I would definitely recommend. I think adults and young adults would like it a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure Tiffany Jacks D Jackson wrote books like allegedly. Yep. And um, she had another one called White Smoke, which is about gentrification, but it's like mm-hmm. a haunted house mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. narrative. Um, I'm trying to think of other uh, – right off the top of my head, I'm just like, who else yeah. could I recommend? I think you – Reprieve also comes to mind as one of those. Reprieve is an interesting one. That's by James Han Matson, um, who I'm pretty sure is an Asian-American author um, and also – well, I need to fact check some things before I like say things into that. We always say but, um, it'll be in the show notes. It'll so, be in the show notes. So say what you think. I think <laughs> And then we will correct anything. I think he is also notes. a queer author, but I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But um, that book is not so much scary as it is. It's like a haunted house murder mystery, but it's yeah. not. Some people were disappointed that it wasn't the what the summary gave them. They mm-hmm. thought it would be scarier, but it's really about yeah. the people in the book who witnessed a murder in a haunted house attraction. Mm-hmm. And so the whole book is kind of their backstory mm-hmm. um, and ha- leading up to uh, basically how this mystery character yeah. uh, dies. It's really good. Um, a lot of social commentary on uh, queerness, otherness, um, fetishization, um, toxic relationships, what else? There's a lot. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that one. Um, it's hard to sell that one as horror, though. I've, it's literary horror, which is oh, mm-hmm. where all of the like scary stuff is very, very much in the background. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that they could push all of the social commentary to the front. Okay. Yeah. So do you, if you're recommending to someone who wants to get started, uh, who wants to experience that sort of emotion that you get from reading a horror book but is... Mm-hmm. Uh, is squeamish and is like, I think I don't want to read some of the more graphic things, but I want to experience that feeling that you were talking about. I want to experience that feeling. Yeah. Do you, would you recommend literary horror to those folks more frequently? Sometimes, so, okay. because then they find out when they read it, they're just like, oh, well, that wasn't so bad. I, I probably want a, a little bit more mm-hmm. scare. It's a, it's a good place to start um, yeah. for sure. And usually when people come up to the reader's desk— um, and they say they want to get into horror. 
I usually have to make sure I check for things like uh, trigger warnings. Mm-hmm. Uh, because people have some interesting ones. Yeah, and like worms. Like worms. Uh, yeah. I, some people in my book club don't like vomiting. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's understandable. Animal deaths. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, there's a lot of gr- gritty stuff in horror. And so yeah. that's one thing I usually have to check for. Um, and then some people find out they also like more mystery in their horror. Some people really want the blood and the gore. Mm-hmm. Other people um, want the suspense, but maybe no violence towards women or mm-hmm. racial violence. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that I have to be careful about when I'm recommending mm-hmm. um, a lot of these books. I got into a conversation with someone who thought trigger warnings were spoilers, okay. um, which I kind of disagree with. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I, you be, Authors were just like, it'll give away a lot of the plot points in our books if you give trigger warnings. Right. And so there has to be a balance of— mm-hmm. I can see that, too, mm-hmm. where I guess, like, I mean, it maybe is the, is the conversation, like, tell me some things that you don't want, and then I mm-hmm. will make sure not to recommend that to you, or is the conversation— I would recommend this book. Here are the triggers. Yeah. So, you know, which yeah. which one is the yeah. um, how do we do this? Normally it's just I can recommend you some books, but first, what are your what are some triggers? Yeah. What what can you what do you mm-hmm. absolutely right. not want in your horror novels mm-hmm. or your thrillers? Because sometimes that stuff is in like a regular domestic yeah. thriller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um which I also love. Those are like my palate cleansers, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I love those. But yeah, those in between books stress me out so much. Oh, That's no. so funny. I love those. Where it's like a rich guy or a rich woman is having like rich woman problems, but also, you know, her husband is terrible. Maybe there's some cheating, but also the next door neighbor is the one that's stealing her husband. And it's just uh-huh. like, oh my God, give me the tea. <laughs> but then there's like a murder. I love that, I love that stuff. That's good stuff. All the drama, please. Yes. All the drama, please. I would like it. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Well, um, I, I really, I like the concept of, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, helping people find something to read that they're just not, you know, maybe they thought they would not be interested in that. And I know it's really hard. Like, I think folks, we kind of, you know, during summer reading, this sort of concept came up where people were like, I want to read something else, but also I don't read that much. So Mm -hmm. when I do read, I want to read stuff that I know I'm really going to like, or I want to read something that I'm really into. So like your, you know, do you feel like it's a hard sell when you talk to people about horror or do you feel like the folks who want it like know to come up and and ask for it and the folks who really don't will just automatically be like no thank you um or people willing to do you you find people willing to like branch out in that way when they come to the reader's desk Mm -hmm. Um, just in general i'm sure you talk to people about this a lot sometimes there's a tell Mm -hmm. um especially if they if they tell me the last book they read i'll be like oh that was that was like a murder mystery thriller. Are you okay with murder? Mm-hmm. Do you do you like thrillers? Do you, you know, do you want your thrillers to be on this side or that side? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes they'll be like, I actually really like, you know, lots of murder. And I'll be like, oh, well, like, how do you, you feel okay about murder? Yeah. <laughs> or I'll be like, murder. okay, so if that's the case, how do you feel about horror? Because there's some murder mystery horror novels I can yeah. recommend if mm-hmm. you're okay with that. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, oh, yeah, I've always wanted to try. Um, for the most part, though, people will be like, no, that's okay. Um, just just a murder mystery, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something cozy. But that's a, Okay. I mean, we're— 
we're romance evangelists, yeah. yep. you know, yes. as, as listeners I love that. might know. So <laughs> yes. um, same kind of thing where it's, you're definitely, you know, people are reading for a feeling. Yeah. They want to have like an experience, a feeling, an emotion when they're reading, just like with horror or just yeah. like with thrillers. So, um, and there's just a lot of preconceived notion about yeah. like what, romance is and yeah. like how narrow the scope is. And yeah. so I'm I really appreciate your like discussion of the scope is much wider yeah, yeah, than yeah. you think it is. Super and wide, I can yeah. definitely find you a horror that you would that would fit you yeah. that you would yeah. like. Like yeah. it might not be your go to genre mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. But you know, it exists. It's out there. And if you want to try definitely. something, you want to try something a little outside of your comfort zone, we can find you something mm-hmm. yeah. that will be a pleasurable reading experience yeah. for you. And there, I mean, there really is, I really do believe there is a horror novel for everyone, just like I'm sure there is a romance for everyone. Everybody's got so. their kink. Everybody's got their bloodlust level. <laughs> you know? Um, their bloodlust. Their, their bloodlust. I don't know. I don't know what to call it. Scarometer. <laughs> something. Everybody's got something. I think you you just keep working on it and you'll launch it. it. It'll be, we'll have to get that trademarked for you as soon oh as you my come gosh. up with it. Brainstorm it. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to need to get to our wrap up here in a minute, mm-hmm. but I wanted to, if there was any other very specific like horror thing you wanted to say or a, a couple of books that you were just like, these are great places to get started. Not to put you on the spot if you're not, if you don't want to do that right now, but like I want to offer you the space to do that. Um, I mean, if there is anyone out there that's listening and you don't want to come up to the reader's desk to ask for horror because maybe you're just like, I don't want them to know that I love boobs, blood, and guts. You can. That's Stephen King, right? <laughs> there. there you go. Actually, yeah. Um, you can definitely, you know, find come up to the reader's desk, but also you can find me on The Wandering Reader. Yeah. Um, like, especially if you are, like, specifically looking for, or email me. Yeah, at, you um, can always email us here. And at the library. Our, uh, you know, on our website, we have the personalized recommendation, and you can ask specifically for Christina. And yep. She will hook you right I up. Will fulfill your bloodlust fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> hook you right up. Hook you right up. Yeah. Or, you know, come to the Raven Bookstore. I'm there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hook you up. You can do any of those things. I have one actual final thing. Oh, uh, okay. It, I would Bring categorize it. this film, at least for me, as a mm. good for her. Um, I think it's called, is it The Witch? <gasps> oh, yes. Mm. That's definitely, that's one of my that's favorites. A, which I would say that also has social commentary, just like social commentary of like what it was like to be um, a Puritan mm-hmm. as a young woman. Yes. So that one is a movie I want to rewatch really soon. But the reason why I was thinking about it, besides the good for her thing, I mm-hmm. I hadn't really thought about it. But like, yeah, by the end of that film, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah sweetie, do your thing. <laughs> um, recently, I've been spending some time with goats. <laughs> What a metaphor, right? Like, this is like actual ghosts. Oh my God, that's so funny. And the way they behave and the way they act (laughs) and just like how clever they are, I can understand why um, perhaps uh, Puritans and like people in like the 1600s and stuff were just like, you are 
you are possessed by the spirit of the devil. Um, yeah. And I yeah. just want to say that, okay, I, that I get it. And their freaky eyes. And freaky, yeah, they, they just do. look at you and they can eyes. open doors. Mm-hmm. And I, I get it. But yeah. You might actually like reading Slewfoot by okay. Brom if you like The Witch. Okay. It is a very good for her witchy. Okay. I do love a witchy um, horror. Witchy book. It's really good. And it's more, mm-hmm. it leans heavily towards fantasy, but it's like a dark okay. fantasy with some horror elements. If you Great. love witches living deliciously yeah, and though. goats. <laughs> I do love those it's, things. You might really <laughs> like this one. I think I, I recommended it to Leah as well. Okay. Um, it's one of my favorites. Slewfoot? Slewfoot. Okay. Yeah. I'll be sure to and there's pagan in. folklore, so. Yep. I'm in. Folklore. I'm in. All right. Let's I'm getting it before Let's you, Let's have Holly. a group read. Oh, dang it. Right <laughs> now, <laughs> see? Look at you just putting it on hold before <laughs> while I'm over here talking like a chump. Uh, okay. Well, like one, I, then I have one last thing that is completely, since I just already said I was a romance evangelist, I just made a list yesterday um, called In Which They Fall In Love. Oh, my God. Um, I think that's what I called it. But it, there is a, a lot of like rom-com romances out right now that have witches, witches, yes, and some other things like some ghosty, mm-hmm. some fairy, um, yeah. the one that involves you know the devil himself. Uh, I believe it's the devil, or maybe it's the son of the devil. I don't remember, but um, <laughs> but they're but so they're like paranormal romance technically, but mm-hmm. they're um, but they're rom-coms. So yeah. like you're gonna it you're, it's not gonna be your thing. So I, I'm. I will put that list in yeah. the thing too. So if you're like, okay, I I want witchy things, but I want romance. I want spooky, and I want it but to be I don't funny. want blood and guts. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> like just a, like a small town witch who like yeah. who makes soap, uh, like in Practical <laughs> Magic. My one of my favorite movies of all time is witchy enough for me. Yeah. Is spooky yeah. enough for me. So um, yeah, that's I will put that in there too. Yeah. So. I okay. want a ri- witchy romance. That oh. sounds adorable. That's yeah. like probably one of the few romances I would read as, as witchy romance. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to hook you up because I got that <laughs> list for you waiting <laughs> right when we're done. Uh, well, Christina, I'm so glad that you came on and shared yeah. all that with us. Thanks for I, having me. Yeah, I love talking about that. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we'll get to the wrap up here in just a second. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, what are we obsessed with this time, I, y'all? The, my favorite thing, I'm going to say it again because I said it last time, yep. is that Harry Styles is crossed down here. <laughs> Every time you don't get to see our notes, but it says <laughs> the section where we get to rant about Harry Styles, st- strike Slash. out, uh, anything else you're obsessed with. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'll go. I, I'm getting very excited. So I joined the Brewers Guild in April. Mm-hmm. I brew beer with a friend, but really thus far I have mainly just been like emotional support. Cool. <laughs> and, you know, taste tester because, mm. yeah. And so, um, but I'm actually very interested in like, I'm I'm participating in the Brew Fest this weekend. It's a thing for all the Lawrence um, Brew Guild folks come to come together and have all of, there's going to be like 65 beers and yeah. you can taste test them. Cool. Nice. So I'm very getting, getting excited to like, Learn how to brew my own beer mm-hmm. and like not ooh, just from – you can brew from kits and that's completely legit and I probably should do one of those. But I'm I, just getting to see all the variety of beers that are available. I'm mm-hmm. kind of interested in learning to do something like that. There's not a lot of women brewers, but there's more. There, mm-hmm. There's becoming more women brewers and so um, – 
I'm interested in sort of like moving up from just a connoisseur and like support system mm-hmm. who like does part who participates, but like doesn't know everything. It there's so much. Like yeah. there's these like brilliant people who are like literal like chemists who mm-hmm. are just talking about well this and that and the valent bonds and the, yeah. the temperatures and the whatever. I'm just like okay, oh my god. But it sounds like a really <laughs> it's an absorbing hobby, and I'm kind mm-hmm. of getting obsessed with like maybe becoming good at it. Yeah, and, and a little bit I would say my my pride as a woman is like I. I want to I want I want to participate in this yeah. uh, in a way that like makes it clear that women can brew beer uh-huh. and we're not just here to yeah. like, drink the beer. So and you know, I'm still I mean I do both. And I'm still obsessed <laughs> I'm with to Welcome to Wrexham. Still obsessed with yeah. it. Love it. Gonna have to watch the episode that's mm-hmm. coming out. Um again, Ryan Reynolds just can't. <laughs> yeah. You can't find a more perfect human, and I'm pretty convinced about. Well, Chris Pine. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about that last time. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, Fantastic. yeah, those are my obsessions. Right now. Okay, so my obsession is really specific, and I even thought about like, should I talk about something else? Like, should I talk about the fact that I'm finally watching Broad City? Why well, just mention <laughs> it? But no, I don't want to go into detail. What I want to go into detail with is mm. recently what I've been doing with all of my free time is watching a. A Twitch stream VOD of someone I like on the internet playing The Last of Us, oh which is a God. very scary it video is game. So scary. It's so scary, but it's also got an incredible storyline that like yes. makes me sob every time. Um, but yeah, that's been my whole life. Uh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm serious. Like all my free time because it's like, <laughs> wait, do you do this with the goats or with yeah. the goats? <laughs> because I'm a, it's I just, just me so and my friend, the goats. <laughs> the goats. Um, yeah, no, when I'm just have some free time and I'm at home, I've just been watching, um, a VOD, which is just the, the video available after the stream later on. Okay. I will either go onto Twitch and watch it mm-hmm. or he also has, a, um, he posts them on YouTube, but I've just what's been. What's it called again? Uh, the video game is called mm-hmm. The Last of Us. Okay. Which is a, they're not zombies, they're not, but it's zombie-esque. Mm-hmm. So I think if you like a, a zombie style horror and you like video games, um, The Last of Us is really cool. But it's about, um, it's set in, I want to say it starts out in like 2014-ish. I don't remember. Yeah. But like it starts out and then um, there's, okay, I guess- Content warning, like, you know, plague level mm. illness, I guess. But um, people start getting mysteriously ill and within a matter of, like, days, they essentially just go feral. Hmm. And the whole premise okay. is it's a uh, a spore, actually. So it's a, a fungus kind of just infects the human population and just decimates them. And so if it you get bitten by someone who's infected you will yourself become infected and you just kind of uh, become a, a mindless uh, fungi hmm. monster. That's that's pretty zombie to me. It's pretty <laughs> zombie, yeah. So I guess like maybe technically they are. I'm not really – I don't know yeah. enough about the technicalities of zombies. But okay. yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting take, I guess, if it is technically a zombie. It's an interesting take on – they're not like undead. They're technically still living. They're mm-hmm. just – 
taken over by fungus. But mm-hmm. it's really, really traumatic. gross, really traumatic, <laughs> but like so good. Oh. So I've just been um, good spooky season. Yeah, really recommendation. Good spooky. Um, yes. The person I specifically watch. Um, his name is Julian, Julian Salamita. People might recognize his name because he is uh, partners with Jenna Marbles, oh, who no cool. longer makes videos. She took herself off YouTube, but she hmm. was, like, wildly famous mm-hmm. and was just like, you know what? I'm done. But um, he still is making content, and hmm. his he's an Aries, so his— uh, <laughs> Energy. His energy <laughs> and his just pure chaos is a balm to my soul when I'm just like, wow, this is really scary, but also you're somehow making it funny. But um, that's been (laughs) – I'm going to be honest with everyone – that has been my life. Okay. That's what I'm currently obsessed with. I'm already – you know what? This is always educational because I already know who I'm going to share that with. So it appreciate is it. It is really fun watching yeah. other people play scary video games. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, I have no life outside of books, y'all. I think – I think we just all learned that about you. But – I What am I obsessed with right now? Honestly, aside from – a new season of Bob's Burgers coming yep. out this month. Mm. Um, all I, right. I'm so excited. All right. It's like all I listen to when I'm not reading. Mm-hmm. Um, what am I obsessed with? I'm obsessed with mowing my lawn, actually. <laughs> I am very obsessed. I feel like with- <laughs> I saw that in the notes and I was like, can't I wait to see to where this goes. That. <laughs> I was going to delete that and be like, no, but I, I really am. Like, <laughs> I love, there's something very satisfying about keeping my lawn as neat as possible. <laughs> I've got the little push mower that I drag out of the basement and I get my little mower's hat on. I nod to the neighbor who's probably also mowing their lawn. That's so funny. <laughs> I feel very neighborly. I put the audiobook in mm. and I do the mowing and then I get the weed whacker out, which I've named Winona Weeder. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like trim the edges. My husband thinks it's so funny because I get like really excited about it. And then it's done and I'm like dying because I've been doing this all summer. And there's like a there, there'll be like a heat wave, and I'll be mm-hmm. like, "Well, challenge accepted." And I'll like go out, and like cut the grass. What? It's what are you gonna do when it's fall and the grass stops growing? I mean, I I will, a break will be nice. It's yeah. it's been weird, but um, I don't know because and I've said before, like my we had well, my dad never taught us how to mow the lawn because he had people to do that, mm. and he's from New York City and they never had lawns. Right. So now that I'm not living in an apartment and I've got this cute little house with this cute little lawn, I'm just like, oh my god, this is it. <laughs> this is the moment. <laughs> and I get really. I talk to my neighbor about what mower he uses, <laughs> and it's just I for some reason I'm obsessed with it. I am. <laughs> Mm, I'm already coming up with Father's Day gifts for you. Yep. Like, That's I can so funny. I feel it's like a weird it's like a weird part of the adult club that I feel like I've joined that I didn't know I was excited about. <laughs> it's it's a weird thing to be obsessed with I right love now. That that's happened for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. I call my mom and I'm just like I mowed the lawn. <laughs> it's so beautiful now. I'll send her picture. <laughs> Oh my gosh. She's like, that's nice, honey. So I love that, I love that, that we've come to like 
like we're looking in your mind this whole podcast <laughs> about your bloodlust and your just absolute just love of gore. And yeah. then you're like, I love mowing my pillow, keep it tidy. It's the best. Well, like, for anyone who, I mean, obviously no one can see us right now, but I'm like, I really. I'm just like the short little person that likes to smile all the time. No one would know that I Dimples love scary for things. days. I mean, you guys. <laughs> mowing the like, lawn. I think I took a picture with the mower, too. I said to my dad, and I was just like, it's happening. It's Have you read <laughs> Lawnmower Man by no. Stephen King? No, actually. What? There are, Stephen King has like 100 bajillion books. Okay, well, I'm still making my way through get, a lot of them. That It's just, it's a short story. Okay, good. And we're going to leave here. And I'm going to fine. Lawnmower that man, and that is going to be the crossover that, so that wraps Please tell us me it tonight. involves like mowing over like people. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited about this. I don't want to like give it away, but okay, I'm excited now. <laughs> okay, yay, awesome. Incredible. All right. Well, this has been like super enlightening. Again, yeah. I'm very glad that you came on, Christina. You're definitely Thank coming you. back. Yay. Um, we're gonna definitely gonna have to get an update on your lawn situation. Yes. Yep. If nothing else. <laughs> Getting it ready for spooky season. Can't wait. All right. Okay, well, happy reading, everybody. Happy reading. Happy reading. Happy spooky reading. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. That's it for this edition of the Book Squad podcast. For more details on any of the books or events mentioned in this episode, visit lplks.org. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe and please rate or comment. You'll help others find the podcast. Our Book Squad librarians are Polly Kinn and Adam Lopez. Our theme music is by Heidi Lynn Gluck. I'm Joel Bonner, and this has been a production of the Lawrence Public Library.